Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. Hey. And Drew Shepard. That's me. How's it going, guys? Good. Great. Going well. What's new, Drew? So for our listeners that do not know, uh, our family hosts a huge Independence Day party every year. And so, honestly, it's been a while since we actually last spoke about this. But on July 3rd, um, that was a Saturday, so the day before 4th of July, we had our annual Independence Day party at our home. And we had tons of people over here, as you, you, can, you can attest to that. Uh, but it was, a, it was a blast. We had a great time. Played, played card games, played horseshoes. Just hung out with a lot of people. Had so much food. We we had we were eating leftovers for a week, which was great um, because a lot of it was really good. We had some pretty good barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Barbecue deer, barbecue chicken, pork. Um, There's a lot of good stuff. So I uh, had a really good time with that because that was actually the fifth through the ninth was my week off from work. Our whole organization gets off that week, so really just fun time. Got to. Uh, you know, enjoy it with, with my wife, friends, do different things. So had a good time. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. John, what's going on with you? So uh, this week uh, was my wedding anniversary. So I took off most of the week um, of work. I actually did work uh, one day this week, just uh, just something I didn't need to miss. Um and uh, it's been kind of eventful. So uh, get off work and uh, step in a hole and just fall flat on my face, uh, walking in uh, into the house. And my ring camera caught a good video of it. So family got a good laugh out of that. Next morning, <laughs> uh, next morning, wake up and uh, uh, actually try to open a box of uh, goober peanuts. Y'all know what those are? The chocolate covered mm. like movie theater peanuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. So I open up the plastic and then go to open up the cardboard piece. It's like a movie theater box style. Push it in. doesn't really go, so I grab it with my mouth and pull and broke my teeth. Oh, (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So. Whoa, I see that. uh, Yeah, so I broke. That's a significant break, John. Yeah, it's a it's a big break there, right in the front. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of annoying. Um, uh, yeah, did it hurt? No. So actually, that tooth is mostly fake. Um, oh, okay. I've already broken that tooth uh, when I was okay. Uh, actually, in college, I was working on my uncle's farm, and I was jacking up a trailer with a high lift jack, and thought I, I mean, it locked in place for a second. And then I stood up and the jack handle swung up and hit me in the mouth and, and broke that tooth off pretty high. So that's actually a fake tooth um, that they said should last about 10 years. It's been about 14. And so now I've got a, a good break in it. Uh, and so Monday, I have to wait a few uh, through the weekend and, and then another day there um, before I can have it fixed at a dentist. Uh, because everywhere around here was not going to be able to get me in for a couple of months. Uh, so oh, I finally God. found one. It's going to be a little pricier, uh, but I won't have to be missing a chunk of my tooth for mm. months. Yeah. So. Yep. And see, I thought you were going to say that it got chipped the first time when Cliff like tried to take a swing at you or something. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But. We never fought that bad. We fought pretty bad, but it wasn't ever anything... Yeah. Uh, we never damaged each other seriously. I don't think. I don't think so. Just emotionally. Um, <laughs> emotionally, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year before I left for college, John told me he couldn't wait till I was out of the house. That's about the. That's about the. We were friends after that. Like a year yeah. later, we were pretty good right. friends. So, so yeah. you just needed yeah. that space. That's right. We had to share a room for a lot of our lives, and right. You know, just, I don't know. Um, my siblings fight. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, and. Uh, and so just been trying to get stuff done around the house. Mostly we did go to a cool place. Um, it's about an hour and a half from us. Uh, it is, 
the Garden of the Gods in Herod, Illinois. Um, cool. Really neat place to climb around on rocks. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, it's not a hard hike. It's like a quarter mile, I think, loop. But you get out there and there's just all these cool rock formations. Cool. Uh, and so we went there and, and then went stopped at another state park on the way there, uh, which had some cool natural springs that we got to, uh, to run around in and let the kids play, uh, uh, you know, feed fish at and stuff. So it's been a good yeah. week, good week of hardly any work, uh, minus the tooth. Um, yep. did you do anything for the 4th of July? I know it's been did. a while since, yep. since then went today's to, the uh, 15th for our listeners. Yeah. I went down to, uh, Jackson, Tennessee, um, met, uh, my parents there and my sister oh, there. Cool. I didn't know y'all did that. Great. And, um, Ben and Matt, uh, some of my cousins were yeah. there. Wow. Um, hey, that's awesome. And uh, Maggie Mary and David, there? Mary was there. Yeah. We actually went to her yeah. newer house and kids swam mm, for okay. like eight hours in her pool. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. That's great. Um, and, uh, so yeah. I mean, we did that and actually camped at the city park. They have five camping spots at the city park out there. Um, and one of them's a double camping spot. So we parked our pop-up and my parents parked their camper in the same double, uh, camping spot. We camped out there together at the city park. So, Very cool. and they had fireworks at the city park. So it was, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah, that's great. We, uh, we got to go and be a part of Drew's um, celebration. Yeah. And that is, so 4th of July is Amy's favorite holiday, right? A hundred percent her favorite 100%, holiday. Like by far, like by far. And she goes, I mean, she goes all out. She goes all out with this, this great decorations and puts on a really great, puts a really great to get together to, uh, together. And I know you're part of that too, Drew, but, but it's mostly Amy <laughs> planning it and executed and all that. So, um, right. Is that, I mean, that's, that's accurate to say. Isn't that's that fair? very fair. So, that's yeah, very that's fair. fair. <laughs> and, uh, the thing is though, that you walk in there and it's, there's, a, there's a lot of decorations up, but their house is always kind of decorated for 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, it's just adding to it, but but yeah, that it's was a lot of fun to say me. that. And I'll just say this real fast. There, we're taking down some decorations because we've just left the decorations out for like two weeks. Oh yeah, and sure. so we started taking them, some of them down today. And I said, "Oh well, we can get rid of this." Um, you know, it's Fourth of July, and she's like, "No, I kind of want to keep that just there, just on a normal basis." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, that's fine, <laughs> whatever." <laughs> so yeah, it's always a little Fourth of July here. Yeah. Yeah, we shot off some fireworks at your house, though. Yeah, we did. We did a few of those. So we yeah. had uh, had a little get together on was that Sunday night? I guess was Fourth of July yeah. on Sunday. Actual no, Fourth of Saturday. July. It was, yeah, it was okay. So we did shoot off some fireworks then, um, and that was good. We had a somebody who went to a fireworks stand and bought a bunch of pretty big stuff. We actually <laughs> we all sat way too close. <laughs> the Very. fireworks were going off. We were like looking straight up at them practically. <laughs> with all our kids and family and like little bits of, of particles were like falling into our eyes as they shot off. It was kind of nuts. Clothing um, was covered with ash when we oh, were yeah. done. So. It was, it was probably not very smart. We had all the kids and families and everybody just down there getting rained on. <laughs> um, but it was fun. We had a good time. So, fun yeah. holiday. Celebrate our independence. And that time that we kicked Britain's butt. Show war. them. <laughs> was actually, I guess that's before we kicked their butt. How long did that war last? Y'all remember? Well, I know you don't remember, but do you know? You remember learning? <laughs> yeah. Because it was obviously we did we uh, in 1776. It was that that was the declaration, but then then they had to slowly send troops over the ocean, and we had right. to walk to different places. So so Google it wasn't says like we just started shooting off missiles. Google says it was seven years long. Seven years? Wow. Okay. Have y'all seen Hamilton? No. On Disney Plus? Are you going to see it? No. No? Oh, okay. I tried to watch it and I couldn't get past the first 15 minutes. Did you try to watch it with Amy? Yeah. Okay. I I couldn't couldn't understand like half of it. 
couldn't understand it. They were speaking so quickly. I, I was like, wait, oh, what? Well, yeah, hey, turn on subtitles. I might That'd need okay. subtitles. Yeah. yeah, turn on subtitles. Try to get That's pretty good. John, you going to watch it? I don't know. Okay. It's not, it's, it's like sort of historical, historical, but then it's got some just made up stuff, you know, and then it's some of the stuff isn't totally accurate and it's reordered a little bit and very modernized, of course, but it is pretty, it is pretty fascinating and, and does reveal some like pretty crazy things about, uh, about our history. So hmm. it's neat. I, I recommend it. I recommend watching it. So we had, uh, we had some people stay with us last week um, and they actually saw Hamilton, I guess, a play oh, yeah, in cool. New York oh, and that's then cool. that's cool. uh, and then actually went and saw his grave. So they were actually talking about that. Uh, yeah. That was kind of neat to, to see the play and then go see uh, Hamilton's grave. So, yeah, it, it's definitely worth watching and gives you a perspective and sort of grounds some of that early stuff and i didn't think i didn't know anything about hamilton you know i was never i'm never i've never been that into history uh i just kind of learned what i had to to pass the tests i had to pass and um and uh you know obviously john our our family was big into like civil war history but um but we never you know other than hearing our dad sort of express some admiration for george washington i I didn't really know much about the revolutionary war um uh, patriot i guess i saw patriot you know (laughs) I don't even remember anything about that. 1776. Did you see that? No, I don't even know that's a movie. What is that? Oh, yeah. It's a musical, too. Um, oh, really? Okay. Did well, you remember Boy Meets World? It. Yeah, of course. So Mr. Feeney is John Adams. He's the main role in hmm. that. So. Interesting. Okay. When he's really young. It's cre- It's like you can yeah. tell it's him. It's like, wow. He was a so young guy a pretty one old, time. This is a pretty old musical then. Because he was I old would say when... 70s, 60s, 70s, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I'm pretty intrigued by that. I may need to watch that sometimes. I one time bought a history book trying to learn more. I was like, I need to learn about history. This was like, I don't know, college, maybe a little after college. And I bought, it was a book, I forget, The History of the American People or something like that. And it was written by a British person. So I thought, well, that'll be neat. And um, told my dad (laughs) I was reading it. He bought the same book and was like, we were going to read it. We were going to both read it. And um, and I tried to read it. I just had such a hard time reading it. I just felt like I didn't know what he was talking about the whole time. And like, I didn't have enough context for even that. I don't think it was super deep. And I told my dad that I was like, I just can't follow this thing. And he's like, oh, that was pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> so it was through it. I it's written by, it. written by a British guy. Written so by was British it like, person, yeah. Was it like those dirty American rebels? No, no. It was kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like this is really interesting. We here in Britain have neglected to talk about this history, you know, extensive because they they didn't really talk about it that much. They talk about their own history, and they was they mention it, but it wasn't like a big deal to them. When we grew mm-hmm. up, it's a huge deal to us. Like we learn everything about it, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, don't remember everything about it, but um, so that was neat. But then he was like, "But there's some really bad things about American history. There's slavery. There's the treatment of the Indians, and and does the good outweigh the bad?" And and I never got to his point. I don't know if he really fully fleshed that out, but it sounded like it'd be interesting. I still have the book. I never I've gotten rid of a lot of books, and I've kept that one. Hmm. I thought maybe someday I'll just be inspired to go back just and learn a little bit and oh. YouTube it. You know, you're right. Uh, you're His, right history that's, channel that's the best way to do it yeah. <laughs> not even history channel man i mean youtube nowadays you can learn anything so yeah it's awesome okay you guys ready for some ore wars yes let's Who's do going it going first i think uh drew went first last time so all right john the main theme or the imperial march i, I think imperial march Ooh, okay. Yeah, just oh, it's. I, I don't know what to say. It, it's great. It's it's just uh, like automatically think of of you know evil tyrant. Um, you could probably put that with any any video of any dictator, and you're like, oh yeah, they're the bad guy. You know, sure, right, right, or politician, right? Just yeah, regular absolutely. politician. So. <laughs> just, Take your pick. It, Put the Imperial it March fits, with them. It basically fits with all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. I mean, main theme's pretty iconic, too. 
Uh, do you know what the Imperial March is, is based off of? Do you, either, one, either one of y'all know that? What inspired him to write, John Williams, to write the Imperial March mm-hmm. the way that it is? So you need to look up, I forget who wrote it. It's a weird foreign name. I mean, not foreign if you're from that country, I guess, but foreign to me. Um, the Planets. There's like a classical, yep. every planet has its own. And mm-hmm. it's really cool. You can I, listen listen to the whole thing because they're all really awesome. Um, but Mars is the best. And that's what it's based off of. And you'll hear it. Mm. Go listen to the Mars, Mars from the planets. And you'll hear the, the inspiration for Imperial March in there. So super cool. cool. Highly recommend doing that. Um, all right, Drew. Or. Mm. I'm going to go with the lightsaber option. And my reasoning here is having a toy lightsaber as a kid that you could actually swing and make those sounds just because, you know, the movement of it, that that's so cool. I mean, it makes you feel like you're really a part of that, that universe, that technology when you can do that, even though, you know, you're not at all, but you get that feeling. So I like, I like the lightsaber. All right. Great. John, Russian accents or British accents. Oh, that's, uh, I'm going to go with Russian. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely Russian here. It's, uh, uh, they sound more powerful. I mean, okay, I, yeah, hope, sure. I hope that's like not communist or something of me to say. Um, yeah, that's but, fine. That's all right. <laughs> they sound more powerful. They're, uh, uh, I mean, when a uh, when a when a bad guy has a Russian accent, right? They are intense. When a yeah. good guy yeah. has a British accent, I kind of get the feeling they're kind of wimpy. Let me just. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> And it's funny that you make that association because Russian accents seem to be used for bad guys quite a bit, yeah. while British yeah, accents yeah. seem to be used for good guys good quite guys. a bit. Yeah, it's right. quite a racist thing for you to say, John. So yeah, thank not, you for no, that. That's not racist. That's uh, accent. <laughs> yes. James Bond and Black Widow. I of mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. I always think of like a, like a, like like a feels more mysterious and fantasy when the British accents there, like the Lord of the Rings movies, you get all the British accents. The Russian accents always make me think of James Bond. So. Russian or Russian are going to come out intense. I mean, sure. that's, yeah, that's it's like thing. somebody has a Russian accent. You're like, Oh no, this guy, will do anything. right. The British are going to like <laughs> talk about it and slap you with their glove first or something. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, the Russian would be like, oh comrade you not lost long very here that's right that's right <laughs> uh, apologies to our russian and british listeners all right there's um uh, drew <laughs> what'd you say john <laughs> nothing okay <laughs> i missed it all right drew uh, mufasa's voice in the lion king or the joker's voice in batman the animated series Okay, well, I'm going with James Earl Jones, Mufasa from The Lion King. Okay. Again, that is so iconic. His deep voice, it's some, I mean, it it is a powerful presence when that dude speaks, especially the way they do it. If you remember in the movie theaters and even watching it on TV, if you have a decent bass and sound system, it's still so deep even in the house. So absolutely, James Earl Jones. Yeah, uh, of course that's Darth Vader's voice, and that's Luke, Mark Hamill, for the. So joke. whenever, whenever we're in the car, the kids have a American. It's a Disney American Legends DVD in uh-huh. the uh, DVD player, and he's he like narrates the the between the the cartoons that uh, James Earl Jones does. And wait, wait, what cartoon is it? It's it's Disney American Legends is the uh, oh. from two thousand one. Interesting. Um, is the uh is the dvd they have and okay. i mean it's it's always sounds like darth vader's in the car uh, <laughs> between <laughs> minus the heavy breathing um yeah. between the the episodes so it's cool it is quite quite iconic king james bible level iconic 
Uh, that's right. I remember is listening to the King James. He read the whole King James Bible and recorded it. So wait, that's for the those thing. Who don't know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. James Earl no, Jones. He really did. <laughs> he did the entire King James uh, Bible recorded. Hold so. on, I need to get on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good it's it's good i mean it's it's the king james i don't know it's hard to hard to understand for somebody dumb like me who can't even read an american history <laughs> you know writing so but um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i need the more dumbed down translations when i read the bible for sure <laughs> or at least more modernized so anyway all right that's that's or worse Okay, I'm hearing myself echo. Okay, I think we're done. We're good. Okay. Are you getting into the story already? Yeah, unless you unless you have something else. No, no. If you're seeing or hearing yourself echo, I mean. What? I'm making uh, a really bad uh, joke. So. <laughs> uh, it's been a little while since I've watched this. I'm going to do the best I can with this summary, best I remember it. Drew, I know you've seen this super recently. Me and John watched it a little while ago, and we can, we've just had to reschedule this a few times. So apologies, apologies if the details are a little rough here. Um, we start out, the clones are actually losing against the droids in a battle. Um, and that battle on the Separatists' side is led by Admiral Trench. That's the spider guy, the tarantula guy from, I believe, the very first episode we ever watched, right? It's the earliest one yeah. in the timeline um, where it's Trench fighting against Anakin. So kind of cool to see him come back around. Of course, at this point, he's got, and we've seen this before, but he's got his his uh, robot arms, um, his mo- uh, mechanical modifications that have been made to him. Um Based on the strategies that Admiral Trench is using, Rex gets the suspicion that his old bud Echo may still be alive because uh, it seems like Trench knows everything they're going to do before they do it. And um, Rex thinks back and says, you know, I've talked a lot of strategy with Echo and this seems like um, seems like seems like Echo Echo's knowledge is in use here. Of course, Echo, we thought was killed um, at the end of the Citadel arc, which is where we met um, Tarkin. Remember, we saw Tarkin for the first time on the Citadel. And they were um, they were rescuing. I think I think they're rescuing Tarkin from the Citadel in that arc. Um, but that's when some of our what was that clone clone troop called? Her. D squad? No, no. D squad was the droids. Um, What was the other one? Yeah, it wasn't D squad. It was something else. I don't remember. Anyway, that that squad that we kind of saw at different stages. Echo was part of that. Um, And so Rex again speculates maybe like Bad Batch is brought in. Bad Batch is Clone Force ninety nine. Reference to you know old man who um, was born with a bunch of deformities and basically was a janitor. Janitor um, in a previous arc uh, gave his life. Um, fighting against the droids when they invaded the. Anyway, maybe I'm giving a little too much history for the summary, but but anyway, they're brought in and they are actually also mutated clones. But their mutations have actually given given them uh, benefit beneficial traits. Um, so I'm going to try to go over. First of all, we have Hunter. Hunter's the leader. And he has enhanced sensory abilities. We've got Crosshair, who can see really well. So he's their sniper. Um, we've got Wrecker, who's just a big brute that has, has extra, you know, enhanced strength. And then we've got Tech, who's really smart. So he's kind of their hacker. Um, super smart, intelligent person. Great with a computer. So anyway... This uh, Bad Batch is called in, and they work with a few clones to hit some outposts, and they end up discovering a signal that is, in fact, coming from Echo, and they identify the source of that um, as being a place called Skako Minor, a different planet from where this battle is, is taking place. At the beginning of the next episode, Anakin actually, there's a little scene where Anakin goes into a storage area or garage or something and rex is standing guard while obi-wan walks up and he kind of blocks obi-wan while anakin's just making a phone call to padme and then he walks out and they have a little interaction obi-wan's like hey how's padme doing did you tell her i said hi so he's not hiding anything but um 
anyway, it's not really that important to the arc, but it happens. And then they end up in that episode infiltrating the planet where Echo is being held, supposedly. Well, they don't know that at that point, I guess, but where the signal was coming from. There's a bunch of infighting between uh, the Bad Batch, the Clone, Clone Force 99, and some of the regular clones, Rex included. A lot of tension there. Um, Bad Batch does their own thing. They don't go by the book. They're just super good at what they do, and they just kind of wing it, and they don't ask permission for it. They just do it. Uh, they end up finding Echo at the end of it in stasis, and he's got all these cords and things coming from him. He's hooked up um, to, uh, that are plugged into his head, and so he's not consciously feeding information to them, but they're obviously tapping into his to his mind while he's unconscious somehow and getting the <laughs> strategy really doesn't make any sense, but they're getting the strategies. Uh, Admiral Trench is getting the strategies and they're using that to basically, you know, get a one up on the clone forces. Um, they find him and then they unhook him and he's pretty much just okay. I mean, they kind of have to carry him out in a weakened state, but um, the next, the next episode, they actually escape the facility uh, from there. There's this group of people. They have sort of a cylindrical head, the techno something or others i forget what they're what they're called no union um techno union okay so the techno union and the way that they refer to echo is very dehumanizing they call him it um like he's just a tool for them obviously you know that's what what else would you expect uh, that he's an investment that they don't want to lose they've invested a lot into this they're benefiting greatly financially from it obviously and uh and so they're basically fighting to keep him because he's a source of revenue for them um but the bad, bad batch end up fighting alongside some of the natives on that planet and, and overcoming the uh, droid forces that are there. Um, and then in the final episode, Admiral Trench doesn't actually know what happened on Skako Minor. They don't know that Echo has been taking, taken out. So in order to, to win the battle, they basically feed bad intel to Admiral Trench by sending him signals disguised as if they're coming from Skako minor and uh and so they they win right they they're able to use that to their advantage and, and win the day but trench has a has a contingency plan and he activates um a bomb a bomb timer that's going to basically just you know destroy a huge portion of the planet maybe part of the city i don't know exactly what but but uh but he hits like the the fail safe and the time starts ticking down um, Anakin goes and hunts him down and ends up saying, Hey, give us the code. Um, Trench refuses. So he chops half of his arms off <laughs> and then Trench gives in and tells him, um, then Trench attacks him and Anakin kills him. Uh, so some aggressive negotiations <laughs> there to say the least, very, uh, uh, very dark side tactics there not being very Jedi like, but you know, he's doing it for the, for the greater good of actually saving the planet. Um, they leave and uh, they uh, end up. So they, they're on these, they're on the ships or whatever the, the separatist ships by this point, the bad batch is running around doing things on the ships. And one of them, I forget which one it is, maybe Hunter or maybe the intelligent guy, I forget, but as they're running out, he's throwing all these charges everywhere. I think it's the smart guy. Um, he throws all these charges everywhere. And then, um, when they get off the ship, they hit a button and all the ships in the sky basically blow up. So, so they, they win the day in the sky as well. And, uh, at the very end is they're all patting each other on their, on the, on their backs for their victory. Um, echo ends up joining bad batch. They basically get invited to, to get these awards. They're like, no, nah, we don't care about awards. We're out. And Echo, uh, rather than going with the regular clones, goes with Bad Batch and is now on Bad Batch's team, which is kind of cool. What do you guys think? It's cool. John, did you like the the four? Did you like the characterizations of the four Bad Batch members? Yeah, I did. I did. I I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Okay, Drew. Thoughts on them? Thoughts on them at all? I mean, I enjoyed them all. I thought they each had a place. They each served a purpose. Um, you know, they were, to be fair, slightly cookie cutter for their roles. But honestly, they, they, they served their purpose. And they gave them at least a little bit, not much, but they did give them, you know, unique enough personalities to where it made it interesting in the 
um, the relationship between all of them. So. Sure. And I'm, I'm with you there though. It's, I felt like they were a little cookie cutter. Um, obviously we've got a whole spinoff series on the bad batch that we've got to look forward to. And maybe my expectations were a little too high because of that, but, um, but they did just feel like they didn't have that much personality and it, the personality that they did have was, was very one dimensional. It was like, I'm the smart guy and I'm the brute. And I'm the, you know, I'm the tactical leader. It was, I mean, it was like, it was like Ninja Turtles level, you know, depth. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I was a little disappointed um, in them for that reason. So, yeah, I'm like, you know, I, I get it. There's, there's four episodes. So, you know, can't accept or can't expect the whole backstory, but um, sure. so that I am excited for Bad Batch, honestly, because of that, because clearly they saw something and think there's something. And yeah, everything yeah. I've heard is good about it. So I really am sure, looking forward sure. to seeing uh, what they have put into Bad Batch now. Yeah, hopefully this is just a, a shallow introduction that, that we're going to get a lot of depth from later. But um, but even even like remembering them, I had to look it up. I had to be like, who were they again? Like, I just and, and even thinking back, it's just like the smart guy. You know, I don't remember his name even hardly. Um, I don't remember that much about him other than that. He's just the intelligent one. You know, he's Donatello. Um, the hunter is Raphael. Um, let's see if we can we match the others up to Ninja Turtles. <laughs> the sniper, uh, who would he be? The sniper is well, he's not really Michelangelo or Raphael. Neither one of them really fit those two characterizations. I was going to say Wrecker might be closer to. He's closer probably to Michelangelo, and yeah, I think you're right. And then um, Hunter's probably Raphael. You think so? I'm not Hunter. Uh, the sniper. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Sniper is probably more like Raphael, but that's not really that good of a characterization. Nobody was really that um, rude, <laughs> rebellious, yeah, right. you know. So they, I, so maybe even less depth, frankly, than the Ninja Turtles, which is you know, mm. the Ninja Turtles aren't that deep, but um, but that's not, not not saying too much. I don't know. I, I was a little disappointed about that, um, but uh, um, what did you find interesting about about the the story or, or about the you know, the things that they were conveying in this arc here. So to, for me, it was the things outside of the bad batch. It was Rex's, um, uh, you know, his emotions getting the best of him. Right. Um, sure. yeah. and, and Anakin being the one to, to fuss on him for it. Right. Like of all people, Anakin, Hey, it's not going to be much, much longer from now when, uh, your emotions are definitely going to basically turn the universe upside down. Um, And then the whole interaction with, with Obi-Wan, I mean, there's no secret that Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan knows they're trying to hide their relationship. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even Rex trying to help with that was kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's obvious and, and we've seen it before, but it was very obvious that, you know, if it hadn't been for Anakin, um, Rex probably wouldn't be like that. Uh, yeah. Or, or at least the Jedi's if it hadn't been for the Jedi's, the Jedi's really, um, uh, kind of messed with their programming, I guess you could say. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cause they, yeah. they really are supposed to kind of be blindly following orders. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, we do criticize the Jedi a lot, but that is, that is a positive, right? They yeah. treated them like human beings and gave them some, gave them some, uh, opportunity to develop their own personalities so mm-hmm. and you see that almost uh, camaraderie between anakin and rex here like they're they're like friends right and clones yeah. really shouldn't have friends and jedis really shouldn't have connections uh i guess people that you would call friends um and but you've got that on both both levels here um and so outside of the bad batch um that was the better not better um, more insightful parts of these uh, arcs to me was yeah uh, was was seeing those interactions and and uh, and how that works and you know that Anakin really does uh, I guess see Rex is is more than just a clone um, right I mean he's asking him to to disobey another general uh, to help him cover uh, for him and his wife basically mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah and then and then when when rex was so emotional about everything was it padme who was like hey you know 
trust Rex the way that he trusts you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And that was, that was pretty good. And that's what he ended up doing and kind of going with Rex on and backing Rex up on his, his feelings, um, letting his, letting his emotions drive him. Um, as far as echo was concerned. So, yeah, you know, it's even, even just sort of credited the Jedi for how they treated the clones. And then even as I said that it felt a little weird because these let's face it are at the end of the day, brainwashed slaves, right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty messed up, but, um, uh, but still, so that batch is not so much brainwashed, right? They seem to be more of a, independent force almost like mercenaries um i guess they're still under the command umbrella but but they they ignore a lot of commands obviously so yeah yeah one of the things i found pretty interesting actually you know you mentioned that is just how unorthodox i guess their fighting style and their tactics were and i mean after seven seasons we've we've pretty much seen how the clones fight We've pretty much seen how most all the Jedi fight. So, I mean, it's small, but I enjoyed how there was like sort of a spice to the fighting that was going on. How it was just a little bit different. You know, when Wrecker grabbed, um, you know, the piece of the ship and charged with that, how the sniper used those little mirrors to, you know, shoot all the, um, to shoot all the droids, just like little things like that. Just how, you know, different fighting styles and incorporations that we really not, seen much of at all maybe up to this sure. point yeah was it was it uh you're right it wasn't mirrors it wasn't explo- explosives was it he just put a bunch of mirrors well, up were... and then shot one laser shot to just take everybody out so mm. there was both. somebody there planted was... explosives though because yeah they blew the room, they hit the like they the hit the blow everything room. up button at the end <laughs> and right. all the ships blew up so yeah yeah <laughs> so i don't remember the exact details of it all but um yeah um it was also interesting. I say interesting. It was neat to see Anakin's again, just his descent further with Trench and that mm-hmm. interaction there. Yeah, um, I liked that a lot. Yeah, Anakin is not trying to be. I mean, he's just he's going to get he's going to get the job done and do what it takes at this point. So, um, and he didn't he didn't seem to care that much how he does it. So. You can you can kind of see where he's coming from in this situation to some extent. I think um, maybe others would have also others that weren't quite as dark side <laughs> as he is obviously leaning right now would have likely done something very similar. But it was just it was like it didn't even bother him, right? Mm-hmm. It, he didn't even think about it. He didn't even consider it. He wasn't even conflicted about it. He was just like, "Oh, you're not going to give me the code? Yeah, you are, and I'm going to make it happen." So. Um, so it, more so than what he did, his attitude toward it to me, um, I thought it was like, oh, okay, this is who Anakin is now. So, yeah, th- I mean, that just reminds me of when we we, we saw the the crystal crisis on Utapal when they were captured, and he just like with a flick of his finger turned on the lightsaber at the yeah, guy who was yeah, looking yeah, at right, it. Right. Was just- cool moment. <laughs> yep. Sure. So, sure. Yeah. And so we've only got one more arc here. Um, not that much time left to see <laughs> Anakin descend further. I'm hoping we see some major stuff here, um, here at the end <laughs> with Anakin. I have no idea what to expect in this last arc. Anything else you want to? The major stuff happens in the movie. I mean, really, the major uh, stuff. You said hope to see oh, some major yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, with yeah, his right. descent. Of course. I mean, that's, that's where it all comes crashing together. Right, 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 right. The Clone Wars just makes it a little more believable to me, right? Sure. Because um, now we've seen kind of this decline in, in his tendencies to do these things. Uh, right. That, that it's all not so much out of nowhere. It's, it's, there's there's right. a lot that's contributed and a lot that he's, he's had the ability to make decisions on the basis of. So. Mm-hmm. Now, only one, one thing that's crossed my mind, and I don't know if I talked about it before, but you know, Anakin's uh, has spent a whole lot of time around these clones. Um, and just the thoughts, of course, it's all, I don't know that there's any canon out there about it, but no, we do know that later uh, Darth Vader worked closely with Boba Fett, uh, right? Who, who spoke yeah, like sure. these clones uh, and wore similar armor and um, so what what kind of things would that have triggered with him uh, and did he hire him just to reminisce 
you know um, yeah john was that's it, a was cool it like call a, out. yeah yeah hey uh you know rex it's like it's like having rex by my side again mm. you know yeah mm-hmm. um, and so man, just kind of thrown and i know in in the uh mandalorian at one point uh boba fett doesn't go uh spoiler alert doesn't go help uh attack a facility head on uh or or try to sneak by uh because he was like look they're gonna uh, they're basically going to recognize me. Um, mm-hmm. Would they recognize him as, Hey, this is one of those clone guys. He sounds like a, a clone or this is Boba Fett. Um, and so thinking about that and thinking about his relationship with Rex and everything, I don't know, just random. I don't know that there's a, anything. No, but that's, about that, that's neat. But. It's, it's like all of this clone information informs, who Boba Fett is right in a really cool way. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, the, the movies kind of implied that, but, but with all the context that the series gives us, mm-hmm. it makes, it makes Boba Fett's role in everything. And I, I love the connection to Darth Vader because of course he remembers it. Of course he knows oh, yeah. exactly who he's working with. Right. Yeah. He looks and sounds and, and probably in a lot of ways acts because he's got the same DNA essentially. Right. Um, acts like all of the clones right. that he's just spent not years years right. fighting alongside cool yeah do you guys notice there was a moment it was really stupid i kind of thought it was funny i wasn't really sure what to make of it uh where mace windu comes in and and he's facing off against some droids and he basically gives an op- an, an opportunity yeah. to surrender and be reprogrammed <laughs> before destroying them all because they obviously refused his offer yeah it was stupid i wasn't but- <laughs> a fan of that I kind of thought it was funny. Uh, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative for me. It's kind of neutral, but I did. I did think it was notable, <laughs> silly, but yeah, I'm okay with a little silliness here and there. Oh yeah, don't, we don't need to be too dark in Star Wars, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else? No. Cool. John, let's hear your ranking. Uh, seven. That's Drew? exactly mine too. Seven. Me too. That's right. another unanimous decision here. So lucky sevens. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was not a six. I'm, I'm only going to give a six to something that had some real big problems, but I liked right. anyway. Um, and this one didn't have any big problems, but it wasn't. It wasn't awesome. It was just pretty good. It was pretty good. So I love seeing Echo come back. That was cool. You know, I loved. Uh, um, I liked meeting the Bad Batch, even though I was a little bit underwhelmed by them. If the Bad Batch had had more character, I think we'd be at an eight. Um, the plot was okay. It was nothing. It seems like it's the same plot we've seen a bunch, but but everything yeah. was pretty well done, and it was good to see tr- see Trench's story come to a conclusion. He's been pretty significant, um, you know, minor character, but but definitely notable throughout the Clone Wars and a. Um, Fun character to see. I'm, I'm, I'm always glad when Trench appears. So, all right. Drew, what do we have for next week? So, next week we have the Dark Disciple. Yeah. And I guess we just need or to decide <laughs> whether we are doing a portion of it or all of it. What do you think, John? You can make the call here. <clears throat> do you want to do the whole thing all at once? That's fine if you want to. And then we can just do the, the comic afterward if you want to do it that way. So, so that's what I would prefer, but I don't know that y'all have enough time to, we may, we will just, just get started on it and we'll just con- communicate when we're all done with it. Um, and, and do an episode. It might, we might take a week or two off. We kind of did that anyway before this, right? right? We haven't, we haven't talked for two or three weeks at this point since our last, uh, last time we recorded. So I'm probably just over halfway through. Okay. Um, well, have you started at all, Drew? No, I've not. Mm-mm. Okay, I've read a little bit of it. Why don't we just take the time that we need to to get through this novel, and then when we're done, we'll just let each other know and uh, and record after that. So is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I'll be okay. done next week. Do the whole thing at once. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty my itching to keep going. Well, I've, well, yeah, <laughs> sort of. I've got a I've got a lot of driving to do next week. Oh, I got to okay. go to yeah. some, and so I'll be listening to it while I drive, and it won't. Okay. Yeah, I got some hours in the car to do. So. See, I was planning on doing it on my commute to and from work, but I'm about to start biking to work. 
Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to have to just make some time, I guess. Oh, At work. Do it. <laughs> At work, do it. <laughs> I don't have to make some time to read this thing. I don't think I'm going to listen to anything on my commute for a while. Um, I, I might eventually get to the point where I'm comfortable with it, but I need to make sure I feel safe and I'm super aware for the first few yeah. times I bike. My bike, I didn't mention this at the beginning. My bike has been a little frustrating. It came with some unworking parts um, that I'm having to get replacements for, and I'm going to install mm-hmm. those replacements and then hope that it works. So, you take it to a bike shop? You know, I went to a bike shop <laughs> and it was the closest one to my house. And I, I mentioned to them, I said, Hey, what if I just rode the bike over here and let y'all kind of, kind of look it over and, and, you know, set my brakes the way they need to be set. And, and they said, actually, we don't work on e-bikes for liability reasons. So I'm like, mm. oh, okay. And the next closest place was a little bit too far to bike to. Um, and I don't, I don't have a way to drive it anywhere. But because uh, right. we just have two dinky cars, you know, and I didn't get a rack or anything for it. So I'll tell you the the best look because I order bikes online when I've when I've bought them road bikes yeah, sure. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shops don't like you to do that if they, you know, have a, a partnership with Trek or Giant. Oh, or, OK. Because yeah. they want sure. you to buy directly from them. So you got to yeah. kind of find the the, you know, guys that are doing it for hobby. Right. Uh, they yeah. really know yeah. what they're doing. Uh, sure which might be hard yeah. with the e-bike i don't know yeah 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 e-bikes are a lot less less common than regular bikes for sure and um and and i just just you know i just finally watched some youtube videos and figured out how to set my brakes my brakes aren't rubbing anymore so i fixed that side yeah. of things um the main thing is just the computer wasn't working um mm. and it won't the display i don't know if it's a computer or the display or what but it won't display i can't see what i'm doing um, it did it first for like a, a minute and then I took it, just rode it around the block, like, you know, less than half a mile. And it seemed to be working on the drive. It's actually really cool. Like the Hills were not there. <laughs> it was like, when oh, I was going wow. up a hill, no different than just riding on flat ground. Um, Very so that cool. was kind of neat, kind of neat to experience the e-bike working. But by the time I was done with that little short jaunt, the, the screen was kind of frozen. So I turned it off and back on. It was a bunch of pixels and mm. called them about it. And they got it too. They got me the replacement parts pretty quick, but I just haven't taken the time. It's been really, really, really busy week. So I haven't taken the time to just get in there and get the new stuff installed. And I need to get it out and take it for a test ride. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to get to make Monday my first day that i commute but we'll see i'll just have to see anyway if not and if these parts don't work i may have some commutes coming up so i may may just be able to listen to it on my drive but if not i'll get it done before too long so how long is it a total of maybe eight hours or 10 hours or something like that do you remember john uh, i think it was it's longer than that, that. i really? think so oh, okay okay that's why i was worried about uh well i'll be fine i can make time, time to do stuff but i'll just not play video games for a week or something and the only time I ever have listened to audiobooks is when I'm driving. I don't know what okay. it would be like to just sit and listen to an audiobook. I feel like I get yeah. distracted by things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, we'll see. I'll figure out a way to get it done. All right. Sounds good. Cool, cool. If you want to email us, send an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Let me just check it real quick, make sure we have no emails. Yeah. I don't think we do, but. You never know. Hey, here's a follow-up. I'm just going to read it. Nice. From uh, from Ethan. Here's Ethan Oh, again. good. Yeah. Okay. He says, it's re-howdy. Because <laughs> his first one was howdy, and then I sent him a reply. Oh, re-howdy. <laughs> re-howdy. So, all right. Re-howdy. Uh, he says, thanks so much, y'all. I totally get falling behind on things, so no worries. Y'all were where I'm y'all were where i'm from and that would be virginia okay Hmm. we're from tennessee but yeah close enough um i really like the crystal crisis story reels and i find it interesting that grievous was was on utapau so soon before we see him there with kenobi in revenge of the sith is utapau the same place that kenobi fights grievous Revenge of the Sith. It might be. It was sort of that that uh, circular thing where they go down and, into, uh, and they rode on uh, 
animals. Yeah, I didn't even realize I didn't make that connection. John, check. Let's fact check that. Um, let's fact um, check that. Why? Um, I'll wait to finish the email so you can listen to it. Go ahead and fact check that real quick. I'm trying to spell Utapau. Here we go. Utapau. For some reason, I thought it was a different so place. So cool. But... Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. He continues. Y'all had another email a few episodes ago about different orders besides order 66. And y'all had some awesome ideas. Those are dollars email. Uh, there is one order in legends that is the opposite of the fun and creative ones y'all had. It was mm. order 37. <laughs> and it directed all clones to begin to begin executing all civilians of a world where a wanted person or target was located. Oh, wow. cool. It was most often used, so I guess more than once used, most often used to bring Jedi out of hiding so they would sacrifice their life for the lives of the innocent. That's Thanks again and evil. keep up the good work. So Order 37, this must have been after Order 66, right? They're hunting yeah. down Jedi and, and here's a Jedi hiding out on some planet. So they just Order 37, the planet, to get the Jedi to come out. That's, That's tense. Cool. That's awesome. Great. Thanks for the follow-up, Ethan. Execute Order 37. <laughs> <laughs> but wait. Why would they put Order 37 like that before Order 66? So was that the order they thought of them? Maybe so. <laughs> like, finally, Order 66. You know what? Uh, kill all the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. 66. <laughs> Why do we, we want for 67? Right. Maybe that when they were debating. Like, should we do that? I don't know. Maybe there's a better way. Order, <laughs> order. Uh, yeah, maybe there was another order. It was like every man for himself to just get rid of all the clones. Oh, yeah. Kill like, each other. Yeah. Hmm. Right. All crazy. The are your enemies. Right. Because as soon as they heard it, they would know that they were all supposed to kill each other, I guess. Sure. Yeah. That is that is actually really cool because it, it shows that this chip that was in all these clones gave Palpatine just extreme power oh yeah he had all these different strategies that he was going to be able to use these clones for in whatever situation he ended up in um pretty neat pretty neat. i wonder if there's any more orders it'd be something to something you'd find out if you know about any other uh legends orders or or want to share your own order ideas like at star wars brothers podcast at gmail.com we'll uh we'll read you on the episode all right thanks guys and thanks for listening 